was thinking uh, maybe I'm the AEC Disruptors Asia correspondent because every time <laughs> I've come on, it's been something in Asia that's uh, been a big part of it. <laughs> maybe, we can introduce, we can introduce <laughs> you to <in> that. <laughs> I was thinking about that this morning and I was like, man, all, like literally all, all three have been something in Asia. Oh, that's right. The hospital. The hospital the, and then... It, the uh, virtual reality um and then stole my iphone uh that's funny so welcome back everybody to the aec disruptors podcast we uh we have a special i'm not going to even call it industry adjacent i think this is nothing to do with the industry but we're going to talk about it because it's fun uh, I have my colleague, uh, Jackson, back on. And Jackson, what were you saying? You've become uh, what, what correspondent for us? Um, I think I've become the AEC Disruptors um, correspondent for the entire continent of Asia. <laughs> Since my first podcast was the modular construction um, of the coronavirus hospitals in China. And that's the only time I'm going to say coronavirus uh, on this pod. And then the... Yes, and then the um, VR episode of the mom and um, her um, daughter who had passed away. And then our second pod that we're gonna talk about, our second story we're gonna talk about today, um, the minor celebrity in China. So <laughs> hopefully we can keep this trend going. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'll have to come up with more Asia type topics. I don't know what they would be. Uh, so I, you know, how I came across this was I was scrolling through, um, LinkedIn while I was stuck in isolation, like all of us, and saw Eric, one of our colleagues, posted six articles to, what was it, his exact title, I think, was six long-form interesting articles to help you pass the time and avoid news feed scaries. And so... Yes. And um, I, also, I would like to also give him a shout out for excellent descriptions for each one of the articles. Yeah, I thought they were great. And so I started to read them and I'm like, hey, let's, it'd be fun to talk about them on a podcast because, you know, why, why would we not? And so um, you seem super excited about the second one. So maybe I'll let you set the stage for that one. I'll kick us off with the first one and we'll go from there. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. So the second one I would say is probably a little more serious. I mean, for whatever reason, we keep finding these like melancholy type stories of using AI to, um, remember somebody from the past, but there was an article called Speak Memory, and uh, if we sort of would have set the stage for it, there it sounded like there's a lady in Russia, she had an AI startup, she tragically lost a friend, and she wanted to be able to sort of replicate uh, his likeness and be able to talk to him in uh, through a bot. So she had a she had an AI company that actually focused on doing these, uh, using uh, AI neural networks to create these bot technologies. These things we're probably used to interacting with when we get a pop-up that says, hey, do you need help on something? Uh, her, her company was Luca. And what I thought was interesting was they, um, she said their first product that they started was actually a messaging app. And so I think that's where she took this, but Essentially, what she did was she took all of her friends' social uh, communication, whether it be text. I do think she 
got rid of some of the stuff that was maybe private um, online, social media, and fed it into uh, their uh, their system and really created a neural network. And the, the intent was that now she has a bot that she could communicate with back and forth, and it took on her friend's likeness. So she could she could message it, and it would message back. Sometimes with words that he would maybe have already said, and sometimes maybe not. So that kind of sets the stage. To um, so, what did you think of the article? So when I first started reading the article and it kind of went through who Roman was, it seemed like he was, you know, a larger than life kind of guy. Like he was um, very social for somebody who was not very active on social media. Um, for somebody who grew up in Russia, he was extremely interested in art as well as um, fashion. So it seems like his real true passion was fashion. And then um, my favorite story about him was how he would have all of these parties with, you know, all of these who, who's who's of um, Russia. And the, the main point of his parties was that they built up to a crescendo, which I thought was pretty cool. And yeah. I would have loved to go to a party that you know eventually builds up to a crescendo like that and i i remember from the article they had you know famous musicians from russia who would come play and also the the guy was just brilliant um you know his parents said when he was eight he was just a very oddly serious child <laughs> so <laughs> you know you would oddly serious yeah i mean he was eight years old and you know, he would carry on a conversation like a normal adult. I mean, eight-year-old him would probably be a pretty good podcast guest. Um, <laughs> probably so. Maybe that but, could be our next one. Uh-huh. But he was definitely very intelligent, and so was his friend Eugenia, um, both startup founders, um, both ended up in Silicon Valley. Um, unfortunately, his business didn't really work out. Um, but, you know, it... <laughs> And then, unfortunately, even worse, you know, he passed away, you know, suddenly and definitely must have left a really big hole for Eugenia and also all of, you know, their friends. Because, you know, this guy was, he seemed like he was larger than life for their entire friend circle and kind of, mm -hmm. you know, held them together. I thought it was cool. Um, so in the article, they actually talk about uh, a Black Mirror episode which I, I still haven't watched Black Mirror, even though I want to. And now I'm nervous, because it might be like foreshadowing the world. But in, uh, I think it was an episode they called it Be Right Back, and uh, where they effectively used um, communicate, online communications, dialogues, and they created a digital avatar for this lady's fiance that passed away. Uh, and then it was like a service. So you could like buy into this service and you could get, you could feed them your information and then they would create this uh, digital avatar. You could upgrade to like platinum and platinum gave you like a full life hum well, human being in a way that would took on her personality and then took her on that person's personality. And then from the sounds of it in the episode, the lady gets so worked up that he's not exactly like her husband. She locks him in the attic. And so it seemed like a pretty wild episode. But actually, I think that was the inspiration for this uh, this lady to create this bot technology using her uh, her neural networks and her own engineers. 
Yeah, what's crazy is her company, uh, Luca, was originally created to be on like a concert ticket website to <laughs> chat back and forth. And she went from that to, you know, creating a bot of her deceased friend. And yeah, one, of the, one of the um, things that stuck out to me in the article was the phrase memorial bots. Yeah, I don't know what I think about that. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty dark, and you know, kind of going back to the last pod we did together. Um, you know, it. <laughs> I could see her, you know, you know, if her head wasn't in the right place, trying to like make this a part of her company. <laughs> you yeah. know, to like gather these text messages for specific people. Obviously, you know there's huge moral implications there and she probably wouldn't do that. But the fact that she was able to do this with good intentions, what would other AI companies do to try and create these memorial bots for people who struggle to find closure? And the thing about it is, is, you know, they mentioned how, you know, it's, it's always there for them to use whenever mm -hmm. they want and they can just get a quick response and, you know, have these, you know, pretty much fake conversations with this bot that kind of has the personality of their friend. It seemed like it got mixed reviews. In, I mean, it really is just like the other one we talked about with the VR. So it's weird what people are doing. I mean, there were a couple of things I actually did learn out of it, um, which I did not know outside of just that. Uh, there were two specific things. One was um, they're using, or they were using, that her company was using a TensorFlow which is a, a Google open source product that's kind of like a Google in a box is how it was described in the article. Uh, but what it was is it's a flexible machine learning system uh, that allowed her company to really use, or and Google uses it to, you know, search algorithms, they even set assigned titles to YouTube. And so I, I hadn't really even heard of TensorFlow until this. So I thought it was kind of cool that her whole company was built on sort of this open source uh, I did think it was funny how one of the things they did try to do with these bots was, do you see where they wanted to imitate uh, TV characters? And they used it instead of subtitles, they uh, used it to create um, uh, basically subtitles for Silicon Valley, the TV show. And so they just had like the bot, I don't know how that works, but replicate whatever they were saying. Now that's something I would love to have access to. If I could shoot Ehrlich Bachman a quick text. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I, I see. I really liked that concept because maybe I'm biased because Silicon Valley is one of my favorite shows ever. I love it. Um, but <laughs> the fact that she just, you know, poured all of those subtitles in to her program and was able to kind of recreate um, what she did for Roman. Now that's cool. And you could do that for other shows too, obviously. Like, could you imagine doing it for something like Game of Thrones? And just and... like talk to Jon Snow whenever mm -hmm. you want. Exactly. That's yeah. actually kind of cool. I saw, I mean, totally unrelated, but I guess in the same, I was listening to a, um, a podcast called The Pitch, I think, where people come and pitch ideas. And this one, I think, gained traction where there's a company that essentially celebrities could buy into or like could sign up. And it's a music service. And so I would be able to like tap into whatever they're listening to. So if I'm watching like, you know, football and 
somebody's on the sideline. Like Tom Brady, who decided to, you know, leave New England. Um, who I, I now I hate that he's in the NFC South. So that sucks. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, if he's listening to music on the sidelines, I could actually log into this website and listen to exactly what he is at the same time. Which I thought that was kind of a crazy. Um, I don't even know what it's called. AirPod or AirBuds, I think, or something like that. Uh, so this is in a way similar because you can now chat with celebrities or characters from TV shows using a bot technology, which is kind of cool. The uh, maybe the last thing, the one thing too I thought was interesting, and we we want to say this is all new stuff, but it said that the underlying technology they used was from like 1966. I think, uh, which I thought that was that was cool. I didn't realize that this technology, sort of this bot technology, was actually an old old technology. Right, and another thing was what kind of made it probably a better bot for them was the fact that he wasn't that active on social media, um, yeah. and it made it to where pretty much all of the communication that they poured into this was exclusively text messages. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just text messages from Eugenia to Roman. It was text messages from his other friends, which if, you know, one of my super smart friends who had a company like this asked me for all of my text messages <laughs> with my deceased friend, um, you know, I'd probably feel concerned at first but it seems like a lot of people went into it and they had over 10,000 text messages on there. Um, one thing I did that really stood out to me was how much his father was against it. Mm -hmm. And his father actually attempted to use the bot once and just stopped completely because it wasn't exactly like his son. So like the Black Mirror episode, you know, locking it up in the attic and <laughs> you know, forgetting about it. Yeah, that's what he did. So it's that. And then another thing that I kind of caught my eye from the article was digital estates. So, you know, I, I know Facebook has a setting for people who pass away where their page is almost like a running memorial that mm -hmm. people post on periodically and you know it it kind of got me thinking like you know your image on social media you know you never know when it's your time and when that happens your social media becomes your digital estate <laughs> <laughs> and like it's what you know obviously it's not what your family's going to remember you by but like you know, your friends that are mostly acquaintances, that's what they're going to look to. And that's how they're going to remember your life. And that's how they're going to, you know, share their um, stories of you. Stories of you. Um, so the digital estate and memorial bots, those were the two things that really stuck out to me from this article. It was, uh, I appreciate Eric sending that one or putting that one up because that one was cool. Um, I'm not sure what I think about it, but it was definitely cool. Um, I have to say, I, I keep watching your cat in the background. It cracks me up. It's like walking on top of the cabinets. <laughs> yeah, she's 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 wild. Um, whenever I'm doing calls, uh, typically she likes to get up and uh, get up on the desk, and I'm like doing. Yeah, <laughs> she's showing off. Number. Yeah, she's meowed in the microphone a few times. <laughs> so she's she's strictly business. I. Uh... 
I was on a call internally yesterday, so I was holding um, Emerson. So I, I put on Facebook on LinkedIn that I had to take a two-week hiatus because I was having to uh, get used to being dad. But I was holding her during one of the internal calls, and all of a sudden she started like making noises. I think she farted at one point, and so people on the car was like, "Is there a dog? Is there a dog somewhere?" I'm like, "No, it's just it's just me." So. I saw this thing on Facebook, somebody put, so like all these people obviously are like stuck at home and it was said something like, uh, comment something that your kids are doing, but replace the word kid with coworker just to like, you know, make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. So like somebody posted a picture of a baby with her hands in her mouth and it was like, my coworker refuses to follow the CDC guidelines of not putting your hands in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. So, um, we have one more that we were talking about. He had six. One was absolutely outrageous. That NFL one, man. I don't. I'm about to go back and try again. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go back and read that one with a little more of an open mind. Cause yeah, when I first opened up the link to the article, I thought it was gonna give me a virus from what it looks like. <laughs> it was all like the calendar, and it's like, please answer, please answer. I was like, I don't know what it. I thought I had clicked on the wrong article. And then it like starts talking about like a football game between, like what was the end zone with Nebraska and Wyoming or something? I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, their stats were like, this person's traveled twenty five thousand yards, <laughs> scored <laughs> two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like about a tornado uplifting somebody four hundred feet. Turn to channel nine. <laughs> um, Anyway, no, so I'll let you kick off the next one because I think the next one's probably more fun than this first one. Yes, this next yeah, one is. I'm excited. Yes. Um, so this one was a very easy read compared to the last one we talked to. And it's about a um, BuzzFeed writer. His name's Matt Stapera. And um, he originally wrote an article about how these photos started showing up on his phone that he did not take and um, they were um, from China. And at first he kind of brushed it off and thought it was funny. And then after a while he got tired of it and deleted it, um, deleted that phone from his cloud account. And um, he wrote an article about it. And then somehow this article just blew up in China. And um, since then he's wrote a couple of other articles about it. Um, but <laughs> what's just really funny is how quickly it seemed to blow up and how much interest people had in it. Because when I first read this, um, when I first read, started reading this, it reminded me, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but my Spotify got hacked. And this has happened to a few people. They wrote a New York Times article on it um, a few months ago. But um, when I was training for a half marathon um, a year and a half ago, humble brag, um, (laughs) I would, you know, I'm I'm back on when you've done a full marathon, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) All of a sudden, just some really, you know, I'd be listening to like Jack Johnson or something, which is not great running music. It's a little too relaxing, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Man of pancakes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, I'd hear some, like, just terrible, terrible techno music that sounds like it's getting played on the trash can that Oscar from Sesame Street lives in by Oscar. 
<laughs> while he's eating the cookies and the crumbs are flying in the microphone. <laughs> That's what would, you know, pop up in my headphones. And I was like, what the heck's going on? And then finally I realized my Spotify was hacked. And it got to the point where we would have battles back and forth as to who was playing music. So I'd be on my run and I'd put it back on my music. And then after like 10 seconds, it would go back on this terrible techno music. And then it would go back and forth and back and forth. And this happened over the course of two months because I was too lazy to log out and, <laughs> and just it. reset my password. <laughs> so um, that's what this reminded me of. <laughs> and um, yeah, obviously it became a big story in China on, um, how do you say it, Weibo or Weibo? Weibo. Yeah, it's like I their guess, Twitter. Yeah, which is, yeah, basically Chinese Twitter. And it blew up there and it got to the point where people in China were looking for the orange man, quote unquote. And they called him that because he would take pictures in front of orange trees. And finally they found this guy in China and they wanted for the author of this article and the orange man, de they desperately wanted um, them to meet. It was like a summit <laughs> basically <laughs> when they got together. Some people describe it as a fairy tale. The like yeah. meeting each other was like a fairy tale. Yeah, and the the whole romance aspect of it I thought was interesting, and um, the use of the wolf emoji with like the side eye was really popular in a lot of these uh, Weibo tweets. Um, <laughs> I mean, at one point, sixty million people had read his story, like, and he was the number one searched account at one point too. <laughs> When you, it was in, with like this screenshot they show, it shows like his name in English and then everything else is in Chinese. And he was like the number one trending. I mean, I don't know what I would think if I just like looked out at my phone and all of a sudden I started seeing pictures of somebody else like constantly popping up on it. Um, I think one line in the article that I thought was interesting was they said one cloud, one, or yeah, one cloud, one phone. It's like what happens when our clouds get crossed? And it's mm -hmm. something I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about, but. Yeah, and they had, they had also made a movie poster, Two Men, One Cloud, which, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's, that's funny in a few ways. Um, <laughs> but they, they called the guy in China, Brother Orange. And, um, well, he started out Uncle Orange, and then I guess he didn't like that. No, he didn't like it. He didn't like Uncle Orange. He didn't want to seem too old, so he wanted to be Brother Orange. <laughs> His pictures were so serious, too. It's like... <laughs> He found like an orange tree and then just like deadpan look at the um the camera. <laughs> Wait, do you think he saw this other guy's pictures? Uh, now, now that's a good question because that didn't get mentioned and I would assume so. Um but I just don't think he cared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just kept taking these pictures. Oh god. Yep, there's there's the cat crossing the screen. Um <laughs> So, yeah, once he deleted the phone, the story blew up, and um, it just so happened to be Chinese New Year, and what I liked was their back and forth once they finally discovered Orange, or Uncle Orange, or Brother Orange, um, and, you know, they were so nice to each other, like, the whole time, and he's like, hey, I gotta come meet you, man, I gotta come, I gotta come see you, and eventually they go to see each other. And there's photos of them taking mud baths together <laughs> yeah, and planting like... trees. 
Like I thought the tree one was – I mean, I guess hopefully it was an orange tree. I feel like it has to be. There's no way it couldn't have been. If it wasn't an orange tree, that's just a true missed opportunity. It's, yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand the bud bath. I mean, maybe that's custom. When you meet somebody that you're destined to be with, you uh, take a mud bath together. You know, the, the crazy thing of all of it was apparently, and I don't know if this is true, I hate to even say it out loud, that most stolen iPhones end up in China. And that's why all this happened, supposedly, is he had his iPhone stolen, and then I guess he got sold to someone in China. So this guy, like, unwillingly probably bought an iPhone, had no idea, started taking pictures of his daily life near orange trees and, you know, whatever other selfies he does. And because, uh, you know, when I take selfies, I make sure to get a good um, deciduous tree or something in the back. Sometimes I choose pear. Um, you know, I'm from Georgia, so we have peaches, a lot of peaches here. Maybe that would be my tree of choice. I'm not sure. What, what would your tree of choice be over in, uh, in Texas? So our have trees, our, <laughs> we have, a, there's a couple, there's a couple, they're very protected. Um, no, uh, pecan trees. That's, oh. that's the state tree here. Yeah. Pecan trees. Um, so actually growing up, my parents had a pretty big pecan tree and, uh, one of my jobs was always to, you know, go gather them from the yard. And then once I got older and had them mow the grass, um, I pretty much destroyed them all. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, do you just like, could, the you, could you put a bag, the bag on the mower and pick them up that way? <laughs> just run through. Yeah, theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> Use them for, uh, for pecan pie at that point. So I guess your family <laughs> says pecan or pecan. Um, so I say pecan. Some people say pecan. Pecan. So, I've never heard of pecan. So um, before I worked for Applied, I worked for an ice cream shop um, and with a few jobs in between, of course. But when you did Mark uh, call your ice cream manager and ask if you were a suitable uh, construction tech, was that your reference was the ice cream shop? Um, so my job title is actually Super Scooper. And they thought my leadership was so, uh, you know, so ahead of the class that they made me a super duper scooper. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was, I, <laughs> back to this article, I kind of wish I would have met the guy who hacked my Spotify and listened to this, you know, techno music. Because I want to know what in his life led him to that the techno i mean i i don't mind techno i would listen to techno no it no it wasn't like good techno uh -oh, it, it was, was like it was like uh you know the it was like soundcloud rapper type techno oh mm -hmm. okay that's a yeah. good enough i get that one yeah <laughs> it's like maybe that was a call for help and you just ignored it and changed your password and he didn't get the help. You know, now, now that you say that, um, now that you say <laughs> that, I, I feel bad. I feel bad. I hope he found another Spotify to hack with somebody who maybe been a little nicer, maybe a psychiatrist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about like, can you imagine if Netflix got hacked like that? Like if, if you had hacked your Netflix, 
I mean, you could really mess up somebody's algorithm and all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, why, why am I being, uh, you know, shows that you might like? And they start showing you whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to watch those shows. Yeah. Um, well, that kind of already happens in my house because uh, I use my fiance's Netflix and she's like, why is Trailer Park Boys the first thing on <laughs> my feed? I try <laughs> to watch that show. I just can't. <laughs> yeah, it's a, uh, it's tough. It's I watched. Tough. What was this other thing I just saw? Um, something about super soft birthdays. Um, I have to look it up. It's like in the same vein of Trailer Park Boys. My wife, yeah, I use. Well, I now use her spot or her Netflix, and I have totally taken over. So it's like every CW superhero show that existed there you look at my uh, netflix history you think i was disturbed there's a lot of dexter sons of anarchy breaking bad um then you throw in the office so i guess that helps but i just started watching this british show on netflix it's called people just do nothing (laughs) and it's it's kind of similar to trailer park boys except it's british so all all of the humor is a lot more subtle you know like, if you watch The British Office, everything's yeah. a lot more subtle. Um, but it's, a, pay attention. it's about a uh, pirate radio station. So, like, they have not paid to own, like, this um, channel on the FM dial. And it's called Corrupt FM. And they're, like, MCs. <laughs> they don't even play <laughs> real first, music. I thought you were about to say it's about... <laughs> I first thought you were going to tell me it's about real pirates. They're like they're like DJs and they don't even play real music. They just play like their beats and Maybe like that's where that techno stuff came from. That could be it. That could be it. Oh man. We really went off the rails. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, you know, I, it's shocking with this article, like how fast they found this guy. That's that would be one thing I was I was thought was crazy. They're like, they were able to track just using social media, this dude to one, a city in just a matter of days and then like find him, which like, how, how, how did they do that so fast? Yeah. This guy didn't even have a Weibo account. Yeah. And they like tracked it. I don't know. He didn't even have an account. Yeah. He ended up making one. I think it was, it was his nephew who had discovered this. Yep. That's why it was Uncle Orange, I think. Yeah, the the amount of celebrity this guy gained. This, what's crazy is this BuzzFeed uh, author is probably three times as famous, at least in China, than he is in America, because I had never heard of him. But he was the number one searched person on their uh, version of Twitter. <laughs> I know. It, it just... All just just from this, you know article how this guy's photos showed up on his phone you know i could wish only wish to be that famous one day we got to do a lot more uh more of these before we get there that's right sorry summits with mud baths (laughs) yeah planting trees and shaking hands sheesh all right man well it's been fun any uh parting words before we uh, get out of here um Nothing other than um, I'm going to read the rest of these articles in Eric's LinkedIn post, especially that football one. Um, And 
I'll probably, you know, find out who the author is and message him and <laughs> just figure out where in the world is he coming from with I, this. Yeah, no, what, <laughs> how did this even become a thing? I, I don't know. All right, man. Well, appreciate the time. We'll, uh, we'll do one. I'll try to find one that maybe is not uh, related to the eastern side of the world. We'll do something different. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you call, I'm ready. All right, man. All right. All righty. Well, I'm shutting down the recording, and I'll let you get back to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Later, man. See ya. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hopefully, that was uh, a little lighthearted. Uh, fun to listen to and all in these uh, weird times that we find ourselves in. Hope everyone's staying healthy out there. Uh, always check back for new episodes of the AEC Disruptor. If you're not following us on social media, you need to. And uh, follow us, like us, do whatever you can, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Take care.